Yo, yo, what's up? It's Jason here back with another episode. Um, I made a couple changes. I know it's been a while since I made an episode. I've been really busy with other stuff. Um, busy with my YouTube channel. been really busy with my um, commercial real estate firm uh, job that I got um, recently. Um, yeah, but I've just been really busy. But I'm very happy to be back here with another video. Um, and actually in this, um, sorry, I mean podcast, I apologize. I just got back from recording their video. Um, but in this podcast, I mean, I'm very excited to introduce someone that's very, very talented. Um, she is a residential mortgage lender. Um, I'm going to be featuring more people in this podcast than just artists now because professional artists, as you know, are extremely hard to come across and email and get a response from because they're all so dang busy. And I completely understand. But um, but yeah, basically this podcast, um, which I renamed the Jaylee Experience, is basically just um, a very raw podcast of things that I love and just another way that I can reach you um, and connect with you and help you in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into the interview with Carla Rosio. And thank you for joining me today. Hey everyone, today I'm joined with Carla. And in today's episode, I'm going to show you, we're going to show you exactly how to become a successful residential mortgage lender. She's been in the game for a very long time. 10 years, right? Yes. Yeah, 10 years. So she's got a lot of value to give you, but let's get right into it. So Carla, can you introduce yourself real quick? Yes. So hello, everybody. My name is Carla Rocio. I'm a residential mortgage loan officer. I help people get into their dream homes. And then later on, I help them refinance depending on where their life's taken them. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> nice. And how'd you first... Uh, get into this career? So it's a pretty funny story. Uh, lending kind of fell into my lap. I was 18 years old and I was working at an Italian restaurant and one of our uh, regular customers there, she was a mortgage broker. And this was back in 2008, so I'm aging myself. But, uh, you know, it was when everything was horrible and nobody, everybody was getting out of the mortgage industry. And so I told her, I was like, you know, I'm really interested in, in what you do. And I, I kind of want to see firsthand what it is. And she's like, all right, come work for me. So she took me under her wing and I learned the, the back end of the mortgage process. And, and that's what I did for several years. I did processing, I did acclimation, I did assistant work. So I pretty much got to know what happens on the back end of the loan. And I familiarized myself with all of the products available because we obviously have so many different types of loans, so many different options. So it's really good to know every everything that's out there. Uh, I mean, I know I won't know everything, <laughs> but I have a pretty good gist of some of the products that we have, most of the products that are on the market and available. So that's pretty much how that's pretty much how gotcha. I got into it. So you started when you were eighteen. Yes. That's very. That's a very, very young age to start. I know. Was it intimidating when you first got into the industry? 100%. It was 100% intimidating. I would dress very conservatively. I was very quiet during team meetings. I would just, you know, try to get in, listen to everybody, and just kind of take it all in. But, you know, as I've obviously been in the industry a little bit longer now, People are, I mean, people, yes, will look at your age, yeah. but if you know what you're talking about um, and people can tell, then age doesn't really matter True. at that point. It's just, you know, having knowledge of the market and knowing where to find. And if you don't know the 
uh, answer, you know where to go to find it. So exactly. having good resources, and I had an amazing mentor. I'm so lucky to have had my mentor. So she taught me everything I know. Gotcha. Do you still connect with her today? I do, actually. Yeah, yeah I... Um, Sent her a referral actually two days ago. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we're not in the same company. Um, so I'm licensed in the state of California, and that's where I can do loans. Uh, but she in, works for a bank, so she a federally funded bank. So she's gotcha. able to fund loans across all 50 states. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had someone call me and said they wanted to purchase in Utah. Fortunately, I can't lend there, but I know some a great person that does. So I was able to send the client over to her, and she's gonna help him buy a house in Utah. Nice, nice. And yeah. so you were 18 when you started, and you went to you graduated from San Diego State. I did. So you were working the whole time when you were in school. I was. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, for it's quite quite uh, interesting to juggle everything. Yeah. How did you like maintain like school balance with work and just social life, everything? <laughs> I ask myself the same question every day. <laughs> yeah, it's really impressive. <laughs> But yeah, just I really do. I mean, I, a lot of people do it, honestly, but uh, I just, honestly, I love being busy. I, I do a lot better when I'm busy, and so I think I just thrived in that environment. I remember, you know, not going out at night. Having a boyfriend helped because he would stay in. We would do homework together. <laughs> I mean, I guess having a good accountability partner or study buddy, that is the same thing. But I had friends, you know, they'd call me, hey, Carla, it's Friday night. Let's go out downtown. Let's go do this. Oh, sorry, guys. I have a, you know, yeah. I have a test on Monday. I have work on Tuesday. This is my only time I'm able to study for this test. So it, I guess it was a lot of discipline building and having to make choices of what you were prioritizing at the time. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes some of like semesters, it definitely reflected on my grades a little bit, yeah, you know, sure. the more being in the mortgages is a seasonal mm -hmm. thing. We have slow seasons and fast, uh, or not slow. We have slow seasons and ones that are a little bit busier than others. Yeah. Um, so it's out like the holidays, right? Typically. Yes. Really like um, I would say San Diego specifically, it's like mid December and January is when it slows down because we don't really have all of the seasons. Yeah. So typically in the winter, uh, which is when, sure, the rest of the nation slows down yeah. or a lot of other states slow down, we typically just get more serious buyers. So the looky-loos that are just kind of like, oh, you know, I was just walking by, I want to check out this open house. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot of those people, but you will get the ones that are serious. So, I mean... It is a little bit slower, I guess, as far as not as many leads, but yeah. deal's still close. Yeah, because you have real buyers coming. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. And then um, to get into more of like the logistics, what is like the requirements to start your career in lending? Okay, um, so I think it's changed since I was licensed. Uh, when I wanted to get licensed, um, I had to do twenty hours continuing or twenty hours of education, and I did that online. And then I had to take two tests. I had to take a federal one and a state one. Now I believe it's only one test. And I, I'm not sure. I think it might be four hours long. I I don't really know since I haven't taken it. Yeah, yeah. It's been but, a while. Um, but yeah, just the 20 hours, a test, and then we have continuing education every year. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And how have you seen like the industry evolve since you first started? Uh, well, when I got in, it was 
the worst time that yeah. he could have gotten in. And oh wait, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And loans were really hard to come by. Honestly, uh, not a lot of people could get financing. So I've seen guidelines loosen up a little bit. I've seen investors come up with creative programs. Uh, back when I started, we didn't have 3% down with conventional loans. Today we do. Uh, so pretty much the big guys, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, are seeing that you know home prices are appreciating. And especially in high balance markets like San Diego, a lot of California actually, LA, San Francisco, we have higher price points. Mm -hmm. So that lump sum of down payment is going to be a lot heftier than someone that's buying in Michigan for a $12,000 house, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, so the lower down payments have been, uh, have been a huge help. Uh, I've seen a lot of people actually go get into the industry this last year, which is pretty interesting. Hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's been primarily a seller's market for, for a while. And yeah. within like the last, I would say 60 days, it's kind of switched a little bit over to a buyer's market. Um, there's been a lot more inventory and that's interesting because you've seen a lot of price reductions because of that yeah. and a lot more homes on the market and you see a lot more seller credits during transactions. So things that I think are moving a little bit over to the buyer side, which is good because a lot of people couldn't buy at maybe at this time last year mm -hmm. because interest rates have been going up. Home prices were being driven because of demand. So a lot of people were priced out and it was very competitive and a lot of people got discouraged. So I would say just within the last 60 days, it's actually more feasible for someone to buy a house than it was three months ago, four really? months ago. Mm -hmm. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because when you're in the industry, you feel it then and there and you notice it right away and then you end up reading about it in the news a couple months later, weeks later, when everybody else gets on it, you know? Mm -hmm. But we're, we're experiencing it live. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so what does more of like a day-to-day -day in the life of Carla look like as a mortgage lender? Okay, so that's going to vary uh, a lot. So being a mortgage lender, you're pretty much self-employed uh, without having the self-employed title. You are running your own business. You, yes, you work for a company, you hang your license with a company, but it's all commission based. I strictly just, I have no salary. I just work off commissions. So I, when I get a client, I need to make sure that they're 100% like ranting and raving about me. And I did such a great job that they want to tell their friends and their family to have them also do business with me. Gotcha. So I'm very concentrated in um, the service that I provide. So, and also brand recognition. So I have recently come out with a logo. I'm really excited about it. And then I have my brand, which is my lender, Carla. Um, so I'm really planning on growing my social media presence. That's been my focus the last couple of weeks and trying to get out like a social media calendar. So I guess, you know, you figure out how often you're going to post or you're going to educate people. What approach do you want to take? So that's the marketing side. Um, then I have like the lead generation prospecting. So since... Um, some companies do give you leads. Like for example, if you work for a big bank like Wells Fargo, 
Uh, I think they give you a small salary and then a small commission cut, and then you can pretty much give it anybody that walks in through the door. They're not gonna be loyal to you because you're someone that works for their bank, uh, but you know, Wells Fargo can probably do their loan. Not as great as I can, obviously, but <laughs> that was myself. <laughs> but so it's a little bit different, like I said. Um, but I, I do a lot of it myself. I prospect on the weekends. I sit at open houses. Um, today's Friday. And for example, I go to this thing called a broker caravan. And that's when all real estate agents in the area go, they pitch their property and then all the realtors go on tours for the property so that they know if they have any clients looking for that specific home, then they can take them to them. Uh, I'm a lender, you ask why, why am I going to hang out with all these realtors? Well, realtors are technically also my customers. Realtors send me their clients and their leads because the first step to buying a home is figuring out how much you can afford. So you find out how much you can afford and then you meet with a realtor and then you start shopping. Um, so then most of the time they'll say, Hey Carla, you know, um, had so-and-so come through my open house or, you know, my friend or my family member wants to buy, can you help them and see how much they can afford? I'm like, sure. So it's beneficial for me to stay current with the market. And even I have clients that are pre uh, qualified and out looking. So I like to be current in the market and see what's for sale as well. Definitely. Um, and that keeps me current with knowing, you know, about these price reductions. Cause if I was in an office all day, I probably wouldn't have known that as much, you know? So that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mondays, I'm usually on the phone trying to set up meetings, uh, lunch meetings with new realtors that I wanna meet or uh, financial planners. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, insurance agents like Hazard Insurance. So just pretty much anybody that I can help build their business and they can help build my business and we can refer each other clients. Uh, and I pretty much just try to time block, honestly. Uh, mornings, I'll wake up, most of the time I'll go work out, sometimes I don't. Okay. Uh, so I'll work out and then I'm in the office by like 8.39 and then, you know, check my emails and then usually get back to people in like the late morning. Uh, some days I'll go out to lunch. Uh, for lunch meetings, those usually take like two hours if you count driving there and back. And then that like my late afternoons, I'll end up again, check some emails, make some phone calls. Um, so it's it's really easy to work from wherever you want. Uh, I try to work from somewhere different each week, uh, like a coffee shop. Um, I went to the Better Buzz in Hillcrest. That one was a really cool spot. Uh, Love that place. Yeah. They have good drink. The dirty chai is my fave. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I can work. I, and I work from home a lot. Honestly, I have a desk at home and that's where I grind. So I don't, so my office is in Carmel Valley, but um, I can meet clients anywhere. Like I actually just had a client um, yesterday give me a call. She had to like hand give me her papers. Mm -hmm. Typically clients will email me their PDFs, but she gave them to me and so we spoke yesterday. She's like, can I have my uh, documents back? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm probably gonna meet her somewhere this weekend and give her her documents back just cause I've already scanned them and put them on my computer. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty remote. There's yeah. a lot of driving, yeah. a lot of meetings, a lot of phone calls, um, but you're never doing the same thing. Yeah, it's you know? never, no day's ever the same. Yeah, no. nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it sounds, it sound, definitely sounds like it's, totally a people business if you're especially in the kind of lending that you're in 
And it seems like it's a lot of business to business because you're talking to realtors all the time. Mm-hmm. It um, is. Yeah, and I've seen you at like a bunch of events for like um, the SCSU alumni group and all that. And you, I feel like you're just like a naturally a really good networker. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> do you have like, because I know a lot of people struggle with this. I struggled okay. in the beginning when I first started like my freshman year. I, I had a hard time networking with people. Do you have like good tips on like how to network with other realtors and insurance agents and just people in, <sighs> that are related in the business? I mean, I genuinely am a very interpersonal person. I, I love to get to know, you know, people, what their stories are. And, you know, I'd say just be genuine. Yeah. You know, get to know people, Connect. see what they're all about. And if you see the opportunity for the two of you to help grow each other's business, why not? Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, some people, I guess, when they're they're successful, they, you know, they pick people up that are around them. And then some people, if they're at the top, they want to be up there by themselves. I'm one of the people that I'm just like, okay, you know, how can I get my friends involved? What else can I do? Um, I guess it's more of a communal feel and like yeah. a family feel. So I just, uh, yeah, I try to get to know people. I don't look at my phone. And because I, at first, yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know anybody in this room. So I just told myself I'm, my phone's staying in my purse. So even if you get nervous, you know, everybody else is nervous too. Yeah. I mean, you, exactly. well, you, yeah, you don't know, but one tip I did give at the panel where you're sitting, you probably remember this one, yeah. but if you do end up going with a net, to a networking event with like a friend, um, you can just say, okay, this is our meeting point. You know, if you ever don't have someone to talk to, then we'll just come and we can meet with each other. So we'll have each other as like backup, but let's just try not to talk to each other for more than like three minutes because you know, we have to like work the room and get to know people, you know? So if you have a buddy that'll go with you, just make sure you stay, don't stay within your comfort zone. That's pretty much it. I mean, in life, just in general, you have to be fearless and you, you can't stay comfortable or else you won't grow. Yeah. Nothing ever great came out of someone's comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And something that I learned too is like providing value to that higher uh, person or for me, like Mm -hmm. a higher person, like saying how I can help them in a way. Yeah. Like with this interview, like I said, you know, I can help you get more leads with this interview. I can help. Um, we can help teach more people about things and mm-hmm. I feel that if it's just like one-sided It's just not gonna work out with that person. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. so really just listen Yeah, because I work with so many different realtors and they all want different things um, Yesterday yesterday was a good example. I have one realtor who she Likes door knocking so door knocking is when you go and you physically like knock on people's doors oh, wow. and to get to know them So it's like very cold leads and she has a neighborhood that she likes to focus on and she, you know She'll give she'll leave them things seasonally like little flags for 4th of July things like that Yeah, so there she just had a listing sell within that area She's like I want to let all the neighbors know how much this sold for in case they're thinking about selling, you know Just add value so then yesterday, yeah, for an hour and a half in like 80 degree weather, I didn't put sunscreen on because I forgot, we were door knocking. <laughs> oh, man. And so it was, I mean, obviously we're just, you know, I'm helping her, I'm being support. She could have done it by herself, yeah. obviously, yeah. but she wants a buddy. So I did that for her. Did I want to do it? Maybe not as much, <laughs> but I did. And I'm happy I did. We actually met, it was the cutest story. Sorry, I have to share. So please, we knocked on this lady's door She's 93 years old. She bought her home, I think it was in 1955 for $14,000. It is now valued a little bit under a million. And she said that 
her husband and her and her husband had moved to San Diego. They were like they're the only original owners on the left on the block. And she said that they were making four thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. when they bought it. Mm -hmm. Four thousand dollars a year. And she said, Yeah, we didn't have any money and the last three days of the month we ate pancakes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, your story. And so she's 93, her husband's 95. And wow. she's like, do you guys want to come see my home? I was like, sure. So we go in there. She has pictures of like her her kids, her grandkids, and she has seven grandkids. So, so that cute. I thought was a pretty cool story. So you don't, you know, you would have never experienced that if I didn't go door knocking. Yeah. So she likes door knocking. I have other Asians. They don't like being by themselves at open houses. So I'll go and I'll sit open houses with them on the weekends. Some need help with their databases. I'll help them with that. It's just, you know, adding value. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's such a cute story. Though. I know. <laughs> I know. I... And it was so cute. Oh, also. So yeah. back to, you know, like focusing mm -hmm. on your area. Mm -hmm. uh, when we were knocking on some of these people's doors, they still had the flags that she had given them on 4th of July. And one of them even had her business card still on it. So that was pretty cool. So it works to be consistent. That's, I guess, one thing, consistency. You yeah. need to make sure you are consistent. And so so she has her farm that she's consistent with. Mm -hmm. Me, I have realtors that I'm, you know, if I see someone, I'm like, you know what, I think that our personality types would go pretty well together. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they're, they're having clients in an area where I really like and I kind of can add value to, then I'll yeah. focus on trying to meet those realtors gotcha. and so sure i've had a i've called a realtor and he's completely turned me down he's like oh no i already have five lenders bye <laughs> i'm like okay well you know i'll try them again in a couple weeks because yeah. you never know when someone's situation is going to change exactly. and so persistency and like honestly the the leads are in the follow-up you yeah. have to just make sure that you timing yeah. Timing's everything. I feel like so many different careers in this field. It's just a relationship and follow-up business. Yes. I'm a broker at South Coast, and I cold call, like, 100 people a day, and everyone just goes, screw you, bye, screw you, bye. But then, like, once you call them, like, a couple months later, maybe it's the timing's right, or mm -hmm. maybe it's just the right time to sell or to make a move. So you never know. It's it's cool also it's, like, the same for your business, too. I didn't, yeah. I never knew that, so it's a yeah. good thing to know for me as well. I feel like... You know, commercial real estate, real estate agents, mortgage loan officers, like all of us. I mean, it's just you're at the front end of the business. You're the one bringing the business in. So you exactly. need to you need to kind of analyze yeah. and see what would be a good fit exactly. and just follow up with them if you think they are, but they're not ready because they don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that transitions well into my next question. Um, Why did you decide to go the residential route instead of the commercial route? Um... Okay, if we're being honest, <laughs> yeah. I feel like commercial might be a little bit too cutthroat for me. Um, I like the like family feel, helping individuals, whereas if I were to be on the commercial side, I think I would deal more with corporations and other entities, investors. It's just, it's on a larger scale, yeah. honestly. and. And I know that commercial deals take a lot longer to close mm -hmm. than residentials. I mean, we're closing in like 17, 21 days where wow. I know that commercial ones can take months, years. Oh, yeah. Um, so I like like the quicker closings. Uh, that was definitely a thing. And I, and I just honestly, I love homes. I think it's really fun to look at homes. Buildings, not as much, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, they're, they're good looking. And some buildings, you're like, wow, that is a good looking building. Yeah. 
but I don't know if there's just something that appealed to me about residential. Uh, I do kind of wish that there is a little bit more like numbers and formulas involved in residential. Uh, I honestly have like three simple formulas and That's other it. than that, just memorizing guidelines. Whereas I know in commercial, you guys have to look up ROI and you have to do a lot more in Excel and I love yeah. Excel. Yeah, more like an investment kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you do and I, I don't. So that's one thing I wish residential had more of, but maybe that's just the clients I have. You know, a lot of them are first time home buyers and they're buying their primary residence. I think eventually when they're ready to buy their first investment property, then I'll be able to crunch those numbers for them. But as of right now, I don't have a ton of investors as clients. Oh, so you do both then? Yeah. Oh. So I can do a purchase for your primary home. I can have you purchase your second home. So if you like going out to, I don't know, Arizona, the Colorado River. Well, not Arizona. I'm not licensed in Arizona. Big Bear. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you Lake like, Tahoe. Yeah. Well, that's, oh yeah. There's a side in California. Yeah. little side in California. Yeah. I just think of Tahoe. I think of Nevada. But yes, <laughs> California. Um, anywhere in California, if you want to buy like, yeah, cabin in Big Bear, somewhere in um, Napa. I don't know. So it could be your second home. And then also, because second homes have better interest rates and different guidelines and investment properties. And then after that, the next tier would be investment, which are a little bit higher rates, a little bit higher down payment, but I'm able to do those as well. Nice. So it's pretty... Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. So it sounds like to me, it's more like a, just like a personal personality thing, right? Whether you go residential or commercial, it's kind of like what you like and what, like, what kind of people you want to work with. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the industries are very similar. Very, very similar. Because I have a lot of friends that are in commercial. Mm-hmm. They always try to take me to the dark side, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm staying in residential. I just, I love working with like younger couples or just, I guess, people that are similar to yeah, me. Yeah. And so, and it's just so gratifying to be able to help someone and, you know, give them their keys and then I help them through housewarming parties. So mm-hmm. I just, I like helping. Gotcha. And then one of the last questions I want to ask was, um, where do you see yourself in your career in three to five years? <sighs> I was just asked this not too long ago. Really? Yeah. Um, well, I see myself closing a lot more loans per month. Um, so, so we base our production off of units and volume. Uh, so I see my units going up and in turn my volume as well um and then possibly having a small team underneath me so uh an assistant someone that i can teach and like you know give back everything that i've learned and Mm -hmm. just kind of keep that legacy going from my mentor um yeah so i'd like to i like to have a team underneath me and or not underneath me but yeah yeah i'm just kind of looking at the the org chart but yeah uh, no, I'd like to have someone that I can help out and, you know, someone wants to get into the industry. You can help, hit her up, hit her up. <laughs> I'm not at that point in time <laughs> just yet. Right now, I, it's a one-man shop. I'm doing everything, but eventually I know I'll need help. Yeah. So. Nice. And by the way, I'll have all of her information, all the links in the description below. So if you ever want to learn more about Carla, Carla um, be sure to check that. And um, is there anything that you want to talk about that I didn't really ask about today or? Same thing you want to yeah, actually, advice, I just thought of about. something. Yeah. So cool. I speak Spanish and not a lot of people know that. And it's honestly, 
huge. If you are bilingual and you want to be in the mortgage industry, there aren't very many Hispanics that are in it. And I have, and you become a very specialized person and people will send you so much business if you have something that makes you stand out. Uh, you know, I think the Hispanic market has been taken advantage of in the past. And that's also the reason why I stayed in mortgages because I wanted to make sure to educate myself and not have some things happen to me that I know have happened to other people, yeah. um, which is really, really frustrating to know that people do take advantage. Um, so I think if you know a language and you are like, you have a good heart and you can talk to people, I think that that will already give you a step up. Like I have one friend who speaks Chinese and let's see, I know one guy that speaks French. I speak French too, but wow. not as well as my Spanish. Spanish is my first language, but I've taken French in college and I lived in France for a little bit. So my business French is somewhat there, but it's a little bit rusty. That's cool. Uh, but being able to help people in other languages is also huge because you have, I like people to understand and know what they're getting themselves into. And I think that's very important. A lot of that gets lost in translation when you are dealing with someone that's not in your language. And so I think that if you do know Spanish um, or Portuguese or Chinese or anything, or even just try to pick up language, I guess, to try and communicate with people. But it's it's very dominated to to English only, but being in the San Diego area, we're like right next to Mexico. So I think that'll already be a step up. And that's helped me a lot. I've, you know, helped a lot of my father's friends and then in return they referred me to their uncle and their aunt and so it's it's pretty cool to see that happen. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure it's somewhat similar in commercial maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It always helps to speak more than one language, especially yeah. Spanish in San Diego. Yeah. Um, we have a girl in our office that speaks Spanish and she's killing it and her Spanish clients all love her. I know her. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's killing it. She's murdering. Andrea? Andrea, yeah. Yeah, she's killing it. I actually was texting her this morning. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. She's so nice. I love her. I'm, uh, I'm helping one of her Spanish-speaking clients. There we go. There we go. So, so speaking more than one language helps a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I guess we can end on, like, if someone's just getting started and then watch this video, like, oh, like, I want to be a mortgage lender. Like, what? Because it's hard. It's, like, the hardest in the beginning. So, like, yeah. what tips would you have for someone that's, like, just getting started? What I would do is I would go online and look on maybe Google, Yelp, or Zillow, and look at someone that has not the most reviews, but somewhere in the middle. Uh, just because the person with the most <clears throat> reviews, sure, they're top dog, but they may not give you the time of day, or you may take a really long time to get in touch with them. So maybe go like four people underneath them. Um, so you're still not with the newbies, but you're with someone that's established a business. I would reach out to them, pick their brains a little bit, but not just go to one person. I would uh, go to two, three, four, and just sit down with them and have them explain what their day-to-day -day life is like and pick their brains a little bit because honestly, there's no, well, I'm sure there is a book on how to become a, a mortgage lender. I learned it on my own. Well, I learned it from a mentor. So basically, I think having a, a mentor, being with a good company is very important. Um, so just find someone online or maybe ask like your close friends and family, see if they know anybody, reach out to me. I mean, I'll sit with you and just kind of give you, a, you know, what the simple things are for getting started. But oh, yeah. um, 
I think it's definitely important to learn the the back end of it, like the processes before you actually go into the front end, which is like sales and origination and you have your own clients because then you are able to, you know, make the better choices yeah, for people and you can exactly. educate them and you know everything that's going on versus like, oh, I'm going to get a person to say yes to working with me. Hold on a second. Let me just figure out what it is I'm getting you into. You know, you, you want to yeah. make sure that you know everything that you can in order to give them the best decision yeah. possible Great or the best options possible. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you can start a job as an assistant or internship, shadow someone, um, something to get your foot in the door and just go that way, I guess. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good advice. But yeah, I mean... That's really all I want to ask. We got a lot out of you. I want to thank you so much for your time, Carla. I know, I'm such a I, chatter. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, that was great. That was great. I really hope you got a lot out of it. And if you ever need a loan for your, you know, your home, your future home, you know who to hit up. You know you. Yeah, I do uh, one to four unit properties, residential, investment, second home, primary residence. I can do it all. And if not, then I know someone that can yeah. help you. There like you go. any other state or... And yeah. a good commercial person. And if too. someone's watching this, if he or she needs a mentor, would you be willing to help someone out in need right now? Or uh, right now, is, are things too, a little too busy? I mean, honestly, I don't think I'd be the best person right now just because I am focusing on building my brand right now. But I could definitely give some pointers. Uh, I, I don't think I'd be a good accountability partner because I wouldn't be there like every day. Hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not that hands-on, but if someone needs a little bit of a guide or some pointers or where to stop, I would love to help. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Carla, for your time. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I know Carla had a lot of great things to give, a lot of great advice. Um, she's been in the game for so long. And, you know, she started as an 18-year-old when, you know, the market crash hit, the 08, the famous 08 crash. And, um, that's when a bunch of people, like she said, were getting out of the industry. So I have so much respect for her um, coming into the industry at that time at such a young age. And um, Carla, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to meet up with me to do this podcast episode and YouTube video um, for our beautiful fans out there uh, who are looking to get into real estate or just you know exploring career options in general. But yeah, um, thank you so much for joining me on this episode today, and I'll see you on the next one. It's glad to be back.